Ferguson or jump in the lake. Duke Ellington wrote this for Otto Preminger's Anatomy of a Murder. Yeah, I'm gonna go fishing. That's what I'll do. Think about nothing. Not even you. Welcome once again oh. to the evening tickler. And I cannot believe you cut off Mel Torme in the you, middle uh, of one of his great recordings. Yeah, well, you cut so off me in one you. of my great introductions. <laughs> yeah. We cut you off cutting off whatever it was. It's time to stop your singing and serenading. It's, begin, it's time to begin dining and discussing. And we are here tonight with Julian and Julian. Uh, just, I'm the good-looking one. <laughs> and, uh, In case he, is, he is not only smart and good-looking, but uh, the three of us represent parents' worst nightmares. Mm. We have absolutely no table manners. We're going to eat with our fingers. We're three guys, and uh, we're going we're gonna to go deep and sloppy with where this is. The first problem that we said. have is it's Julian and Julian and keeping this thing straight. How are we going to do that? How are we going to um, deal with it? I don't know how we're going to keep this thing straight. You haven't thought about this in advance? I think we haven't thought about any part of this in advance. <laughs> oh, I know. We, one person we, we has forgot an you were coming. One person has an accent, <laughs> and one person has an accent. So we, we can keep it uh, straight that way. I would up my Baltimore accent, but it makes me sound more British, not less. You might have forgotten, you two Julians, that I, was, I bore witness to the two of you being introduced at uh, Russell's. Is that right? Do you remember this? Shall I remind you? It was a seminal moment for neither of us. It, well, you've both forgotten it. And I haven't had a seminal moment in uh, about six I, hours. So. I can't remember. No seminal moments in here. <laughs> no, was, no, unless you get behind the couch. <laughs> you weren't nearly as charming then as you are now. What's happened? By the way, three out of three. Three out of three. On the gag thing that we were just talking about. The statistics are getting higher and higher. What's he talking about? No, he, no, but okay. that's not gay. Well, no. Well, okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, this guy, he has he has gay issues. You can tell right that's away. So his gay issues. He has a lot of anxiety, so short, and it yeah. comes out in his humor. Yeah, he is. Okay. He is the mountain flame. Right. Uh, Wait. So you you were there. You were. You were. You were there. Oh, now you're recycling other people's jokes, and only just in. No. So we. So you were there when he we is were recycling there. my jokes. You want to hear? You guys have no new material. I know, and we've got an hour to get through. Oh, good lord. <laughs> You, All right. So we you, were there. You were there when we were well, six years ago. You were young. You, your hair hadn't turned gray. You mm -hmm. still had hair. And this is what happened. Um, Julian, uh, the singer Julian. Uh, okay. So we've got me, the, me, me. that's the singer Julian, <laughs> and then we've got the imposter Julian. Say something. I can't do an imposter. And that's thing. the imposter Julian. They were together checking out uh, on an egg sandwich, and Julian, the singer, looks to Julian, the imposter, and says because he thought he was interesting. What do you do? And Julian said, I represent photographers. And Julian the singer said, oh, that's very interesting. I would love to be a photo rep. And Julian the uh, photo rep looked at him and said after a long pause, you don't want to be a photo rep. No, I don't think I said I wanted to be a photo rep. I wanted to be repped by a photo rep. <laughs> Maybe. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, because, you know, like I have this. Oh, it's all coming back now. Do you have a, you I'm have just trying to think of what I would have said, and that I wouldn't have said, but I do take a lot of pictures, and, you know, I've sold some. Oh, is that I, a sideline no, that you're you, on? You, you Under were, a pseudonym. Yeah. Oh, so that whole re uh, Renaissance Man thing that is on your website or whatever is true. It's the, <laughs> the, the, you can hey. Be, you, up until this moment, you hey, considered it a lie? I pulled it off your own website. But I'm saying you're, That's you're why calling the, here, here Question. Anonymous boss thing. Yeah. Huh? What? <laughs> That's why. Julian, 
Julian is an artist, which means that he's quite likely a revisionist, which he's doing right now by saying that my memory is not right, but his memory is right. He wanted to be a photo rep because it was the dark of winter, and he probably didn't have a singing thing going on. Are you talking about me? I'm talking That's about you. But you're looking at me and saying he, which makes me think you're talking about him. Uh, he does that by himself, too. <laughs> and he is an artist. He's, Let's he work over, on he our pronouns. He yeah. overthinks and he overcomplicates things, which is part of what makes him so charming. Tell us a little bit about your self-charming uh, revisionist. <laughs> Here we now. go. Come on. Well, I'm, I would start I'm by saying you, that, I'm looking at you. that I don't think I would have said I want to be a photographer's rap. Nobody would ever say it that. It just doesn't well, seem like something and, I would want to be. Who would ever say that? Assured you, you didn't want to be. Right. Because, right. But I, what I probably was thinking, like, oh, maybe I could get this dude to rep my photographs, because I had you know, started like a little sideline under a pseudonym of taking pictures. Who do you sell them to? Private collectors. Oh, it's like art. <laughs> no, but I mean, I was a you photo. Know, you guys got to dial down the hostility. No, no, really no, no, no. Do. No, but I was a photo agent for, for like, you know, people for doing advertising. People. Oh, people oh, oh, oh advertising. Successful people. No, I don't do any, no. I wouldn't have known what to do with a decent photograph. You, you take You're a very decent photographer yourself, oh, young man. Basically, abuse to say so. <laughs> but to beg for representation at Russell's in the yeah, winter six that's years pretty ago, low. you must have been yeah. uh, bottom dogs on yeah. the outs. I yeah. mean, I'm talking depression here. Not me. You. Yeah. That you. Yeah. You singer, man. Hey, but it's bounced back, yeah? What's bounced back? I mean, you being you're, at the bottom of the barrel back then. You guys are bonkers, six, six you know that? <laughs> when you were, <laughs> when you were scraping around. Because <laughs> I don't even know why you bothered to invite another person on the show. That was totally the word about you. <laughs> you, you were like, of, oh, that guy. What is the show about exactly? It's about you. Oh, it's about me. It's it about is. you. Oh, all right. Well, then maybe yeah. I'll talk at some point. Yeah. You, okay, begin. You're going to leak like a sieve by the <laughs> end. <laughs> Anything. Promises, that, promises. That, yeah. Co-host, Julian. That bourbon is going to be going straight out of every orifice. I, I would very much like to just tone this down, and I would like Julian, he sta- he, sta- he started kind of punchy and prickly, didn't he? Well, I think that maybe we came on a little bit crazy. Um, tell us your creation myth. How, how did you start disappointing your parents? Let's begin there. I think um, I came out of my mother. <laughs> uh, and you started disappointing <laughs> That was the act of that the primal the, act of disappointment. <laughs> right. Yes, that was the first <laughs> moment of separation. Well, not disappointing for you, for her. Yeah. She's not disappointing in you, though. She loves she's, you, yeah? Well, she's dead you. now. Oh. <laughs> so, well, she loves so, you even so more. So that's not really going to work, is it? But she finally got her revenge on me. No, I mean, I was supposed to be a Libra, but... Um, my mother wouldn't let me out, oh. so um, I, I, I was the doctor, the OBGYN pulled me out forcibly at, at Scorpio. Well, Scorpio is directly after Libra. What are the qualities <laughs> of uh, Scorpio? It would have been bad if it were a whole other side yeah, away. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> but I've always been fascinated with people like you that that define themselves with these astrological symbols. What attributes does a Scorpio have? That a Libra doesn't have. What happened in oh, well, one, one day of your mother squeezing that turned you into the man you are today? Well, Libras are terrible people. I'm a really? Libra. <laughs> <laughs> I take I'm that not. so personally. <laughs> right, but it's not surprising to find out that you're a Libra. Okay, right. so what is a Scorpio? No, what's a Libra first, actually? What's terrible about them? Yeah, you said they're terrible. Libras are, are selfish, impulsive, narcissistic. Oh, Steve. Bingo. I mean, oh, that's perfectly defined. Right. You what's got a problem with that? Yeah, what's the problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> is that? They must have some good attributes. They tend to be sexy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I have been told I'm the other white meat. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? The <laughs> other white meat. I'm just going to let you guys hang. Yeah, for a no, while. I'm going to let him hang. <laughs> <over the other. laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Let's move on to you. This is about you. What about the Scorpio thing? What, what I'm just saying, like, I was, I, my, you wanted to know my creation myth. When did I first disappoint my mother? I think it's when <laughs> I began separating from her by being born. And then she spent the next, you know, 40-some years trying to shove me back in. Uh-huh. Really? Trying yeah. to shove you back in? I say that with love. You know, I come yeah. from, you know, it's a very typical tight Eastern European yeah. Jewish, you know, tradition yeah. that a yeah. mother can be very needy for her son. Yeah. And that's... Uh, oh, is that what it was? All the way to the end, she was, she was like, she was very needy of you. Well, are there more... Are there, are jealous there, of my attention in a way. Jealous? I say that with love. My mother was an extraordinary person. Jealous of the attention that you get or jealous of you giving attention to other people? Yes. Ah. But I think that's a very common mother thing. I think it is. I think yeah. it's true for Italian moms a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my mom always used to joke that Italians are just Jews who aren't having any fun. Italians are just Jews who are not having any fun. Italians have fun. It's the Swiss that don't have the yeah. other way around. It's yeah. the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Jews are Jews. just non-Catholic Italians who aren't having any fun. Yeah, that's that, what it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a dyslexic problem? Is that why you're an artist? Because you couldn't get a real job? Probably. Yeah. Now, tell me Although this. I've had some jobs. Yeah, well, have you ever had a real job? Sure. What kind of thing? Girls like got an eat. hourly pay thing? What did you say? An hourly pay thing job? Uh, actually, I worked in advertising for years. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, was, I, I did art direction and, what, and f- photographic. What era? What era of <laughs> what era? The 1820s. The Robert Baron era. We, Am I clipping? Black I like ink suddenly turned colorful. Um, I, did I just clip? I think I clipped. Oh, boogity, boogity. Only you know what that means. You know what that no. means. No. What uh, era? What era? In advertising. Like in the nineties, in the eighties. Yes, in the nineties, eighties, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, in the no, in the in the late nineties, early aughts. What agency? I worked at a. Um, well, now they're all Omnicom. They're all owned by yeah, the same yeah, giant yeah. company. Yeah, yeah, but it was all pharmaceuticals, uh-huh. which was a. Uh, I fell into it as a day job because I needed to make some money. I'd gone from teaching Princeton Review, like SAT prep and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right out of college. And then I sort of fell into into photography and photo retouching, and then eventually worked my way up into art direction, um, doing pharmaceutical stuff, which was literally just something I did to make a living because it was available to me and I could do it and paid well for like ten years, fifteen. Wow, yeah, it was so a lot, it's a, a big lot, loss. Lot. This well, is terrible. This is where we're going with this. Here's a here's a good boy, a good Eastern European Jewish boy, raised by a mother who was overprotective and loving, and a father who was like infinitely famous. And he was making not money. He was making a lot of money. He was a, he was a self feeder, and then there was that point. He walks into the family living room, and the, and there's the smell of uh, fried onions and and whatever other foods were part of your signature thing. And you say to your parents, "I'm giving up the money that kept you from having to support me, and I'm going to become a singer. I'm going to become a cabaret singer and off Broadway, and people are going to take their shoes off and beat them on the table. They will love me." No, but you and your t- parents. What are your parents? This is completely wrong. Yeah, because you're too old for that even to be a factor. It wasn't like you're. Yeah, but you went through that, Julian. You went through a huge transition of being. No, a, but I was. I was supporting myself. That the, was my day job. That was my day job. I was singing the whole time. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah, a no, that's, Scorpio that's how, thing. That's how, how would a Virgo is, or a Libra know what a Scorpio does? So you had the side job that really defined your soul. So was the singing thing? It was always making a living. I was an actor and a singer, yeah. So you know, it was it was very difficult. Still is, if you want to know the truth, to make a real living doing any of that stuff. So right. you know, if you're not going to be like a pop star, then you're basically going to be scrounging around for not for profit work on the, 
you know, the BAM circuit, as it were. So, yeah, I made a, I made a living, you know, by day doing that stuff. And at night, I'd be off, you know, doing my thing, which is very typical of what people do. Can Can't I ask come you as a personal surprise. question? Another one? Okay, <laughs> this is the question, and don't be offended. Did you ever get so low that you were on a street corner singing with a cup out? Oh, yeah. Did you mm, ever have to do that? Yeah, no, I would never make any money doing that. Oh, come on. No, it's true. It's true. I don't have that kind of voice. I don't have a street corner voice. There is that's such but a thing. You've got a certain charm and a hunger about you. I know, but that, but that you can't. You, that doesn't come across in the street corner. You gotta get him into the into a nightclub, sit him okay. down, put a drink in him. You know. So you have like a regular gig, uh, some somewhere like once a week kind of thing where you do something. I know you do. It's not once I'm a like week, but I mean, there's you know, there's there's a, there's like a, uh, this is also serious all of a sudden. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, we're just uh, we're starting to understand that you're a carny. Yeah. You get him into a place, you yeah. get him drunk, and then you no, take. We're all in sales. We're right. all in sales, boys. I yeah. don't have to. Tell you yeah, that. but you're you in a don't have to tell us that. So now we can get real with this thing. How much? Mo- now you're not in advertising. You are just singing for a living, and you're making a living. I'm singing, but, to but be, if you really well. want to know the honest to God truth, I don't just sing. But singing has led to other related fields, unlike advertising, which is not really related. Although obviously you could make an argument for why it is. You know, that is connected to singing, such as songwriting, composing, producing records. Uh, now, as you know, I, I host radio shows for WNYC in New York. Do they pay you? Am I bothering you? No, I want to wait. <laughs> I really, right, I, this is really it's totally starting right. to feel like family no, dinner no, yeah. now. <laughs> no, I'm on the edge of my seat. Keep going. And you don't offer that to... Yeah, the bag is anybody's sure. bag. It's everybody's bag. Come I, on, you guys need help here. All day long for this Special dinner. treatment. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't want to get all self-serious. Can't we talk about something else? Yeah, sure. Well, we've got to find, find a way in. Ideas. Someone has to work out why you're so, something different from every other bozo that we have on every week. Isn't, don't you pre-produce at all? Don't you talk no. about what's no. happening? We have a <laughs> Why waste, why waste the time? We haven't spoken since last Sunday. We oh, have, God. <laughs> but you are a... You know, uh, let me say this to everybody that's having dinner with us tonight. Julian is mm. one of those remarkable people with talents that kind of represent what an onion's all about. You keep peeling them back, and there's more and more and more. And all of it is savory. So, some of it's kind of surprising. Some of it will make you cry. Mm. Some of it you're just going to want to chop up and put in a stew. But this guy well, is He's remarkable. extending a metaphor. Everybody uh, stand back. They're long. They go on for a little while. <laughs> if, uh, if I could make a wish for everybody, not just that they would be at table having dinner tonight, that you would be able to spend an evening with Julian the singer. Um, he's full of wisdom. He's attractive. He's got a nice-looking dog, a beautiful house <laughs> with a basement that's full of leather and big letters that say love. From what I understand, I've never been invited. Have you never been? Never been. Oh. That's different from having never been invited. You've been invited. Oh, you have invited me along you just with 10,000 friends. But well, you never want, you, oh, you want like a one-on-one? You want uh, to be in the basement one-on-one? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure no, why I, you want to do I was that. thinking, you know, my wife and I would come over and we would, you would cook a lovely dinner. Oh, that's how Steve does it. We would have a lovely dinner. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Uh, okay, I get the hint. I get the, the hint. The keys in the goldfish bowl. <laughs> oh no! Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like pose. It. I'm not going to be a sex surrogate for you and your wife. Well, you know the evening is long. <laughs> the evening's and, over. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how you got. I mean, you're married, we so I assume it's not really happening anymore. But we, don't uh, expect me to like lighten the fires under that ass. Is that what the uh, is that what the the general consensus is about marriage? Like it's all over. Like they don't do it anymore. 
They don't. People don't marry. There are so many jokes about that. There is. If you put a quarter in the fishbowl every time you had sex before marriage, and then you took one out for every time you had sex after marriage, you would die. You would die with a full goldfish (laughs) full of quarters. Well, I guess I guess that makes sense because it's supposed to be the thing that pushes you towards procreation. Yeah, which is the most, which on some levels is the most ridiculous thing to do. But it's a biological imperative, Julian. Yeah, no, 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 but it is a biological imperative. But because of our weird, complicated lives where there's never a good moment to do it. and like, Talking about weird, complicated lives. How about you, man? You are the, you're yeah. the, the, the Don Juan of Bovina. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think we all know this. Uh-oh. I don't think we no. do. And he, deni- <laughs> he denies to the point where he affirms. Don't you agree with me on that? He says, no, 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 when he's really saying yes. I, yeah, I, I'd actually okay. like to know what some of yes, your tricks yes, yes. are. I'd like yes. to know what some of your tricks are. I don't have any tricks. and and, and uh, what I hear, I've heard Everybody about your tricks. Not only I've heard about your tricks. Yeah. Not only do I not have any tricks, but the, but 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 nobody knows. They all just think they know. He's a denier. No, He's that's denier. totally the bovina way. It's for everybody. What... People have come to me with information about myself <laughs> that they're like, "Well, this is just what it is," and I'm like, "Well, that's kind of interesting because I'm the person you're talking to about yeah, but it." But of course, you're going to deny it. Are yeah, you ever going to say that's are. true? I mean, what, the facts are the facts. You have it's part of your. Charm. You have um, managed to spend quality romantic time. With virtually every very beautiful woman oh, in, oh yeah, my God. in the oh, yeah. 50 mile radius. This is a, you you showed up it. in town, I remember when yeah. it happened, and yeah. suddenly they were falling like bowling pins. Oh, oh my Julian God. Radar, oh my God. And like a laser beam I'm, was I'm cutting them leave. down. I'm and leaving, I was like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not an attractive guy, but. but <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? What is the hell is going on? <laughs> How did you do it? Yeah. No, this is not. Our listeners want to know. This is not about me, and it's not true. I literally have got information from other people. Saying, don't change the subject. Answer the question. No, but I've literally got information from Father other paranoia. people. No, I've got information from other people where they have said, "This is what you're, I know." You've said that already. This Stop is what you're doing. That. And answer I, some questions. Okay, but I, but I don't. <laughs> but How I do you do it? I can't answer. How questions. have you managed? I can't answer. Tell me your secret. You three, need a beautiful woman. Three points. I, I just three points. I can't answer questions about a thing that is that is only just a fantasy Denier. in your head. Denier. It's I mean, not I a fantasy. Can. I mean, we know. No, you I mean, don't. I mean, you know, you are. No, are you going to deny no, that you have no. you have um, you have been romantically linked with a series of very beautiful women in the area? <laughs> and there are a series of other beautiful women that are waiting. In you line. know, this is not my this entire this entire piece of gossip is not of my making. You it's see, not now, gossip if I'm telling it to your face. It's not got, at all. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, this entire fantasy that you both apparently have. It's not true. This is what we hear. Are you going to let me, you know, are you, you going to help me out here? You're no. handling this. I will absolutely handle, help you out here because <laughs> please here handle are. me. Everybody that's listening and note this. Note this, that we're <laughs> sitting here and we're praising Julian for his that secrets. That is not praise. For his secret sauce. And he will, he's a denier. And you know what he's done, Julian? Julian, he has gone into emotional eating mode right now. <laughs> I was eating before. He I'm going to be eating he, after. He has no, stuffed no, no, his no. golf. No, I can stop eating. Because <laughs> there's no shame in it. There's oh only gosh, shame like in it. We are so you, proud of you. You're I feel a like dude, I'm, man. I'm back in the playground. You here. are such a dude, man. And <laughs> yeah, just like it's very impressive. It. it really <laughs> is. You've got your sly. I mean, if I ways. if I can combine my looks with your talent, can you imagine? Wow. You'd be, un- you'd be unstoppable. <laughs> I think that's a new Pez dispenser, right? <laughs> I think. Do we have time before Christmas to get that in the stockings? Um, Your looks, his charm. <laughs> what flavor would that be, Julian? Mm, it would be fruity? like one of Mrs. Hanselman's mashup pies. Okay. Oh, you know, where she. 
for those that, that don't know, we have this lady. She's called the bovina pie lady. Is uh, that what she's called? She's called know. Mrs. Hanselman. Mrs. She makes Hanselman. pies. She is my uh, my my love of. She love makes of pies life. and very beautiful sons. And the guy, the, the farm the from over in uh, South Gore, right? The yeah. place with the corn. Yeah. The she makes the Barbara. pies that you can either buy them there or you can get them at Russell's Barbara. or all around. And I love Barbara. She's a terrific lady. I've only met her a couple of times, but I've, I've always enjoyed times. our. Is our, she Pavina, though? No, she's Seth no, Gore. Yeah. It's right down, on the edge. I down, mean, down there in the just valley. just not the bottom of the hill, but her I have sons asked. are. Her sons are, are beautiful. Her daughters are beautiful. They're all dairy princesses. And I have it asked is a, her. The most beautiful brood you will see. And they work wow. hard. They're always and, shirtless on a tractor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're all shirtless on the tractor doing <laughs> corn. Yeah. Um, and they're, I've asked her so many times. You know, look at Julian. His eyes are lighting up. He's like, ah, oh, my, my next conquest. <laughs> he's, he's thinking. This, Let me turn on the clock. I would advise you that um, that might be a target of your desiring because she makes a lot of money. I've asked her to, to take that pie money and buy a little island in the Bahamas, and the two of us fly off there and spend the rest of our days eating crust and just playing in the waves. And what did she say? She said, no way, Jose. I've, I've got other things to do. Right. But, you know, the whole point of what we're talking about right now yeah. is, is this. Is Julian's prowess. Uh, is Ju- <laughs> and, and I'll tell you. Because he's not going to talk about his technique. I'm going to talk to you about it. Are you Good. Ready I would really like to know. Are we still on this subject? Uh, yeah. No, we're going we're gonna to talk it until you talk back to right. us. And yeah. this is, this you is could the way save us some time by just telling us. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step in, and I'm going to be Julian with a British accent. Um, actually, I'm not going <laughs> to. That's an abomination. <laughs> Here we go. He lays down a series of positive impressions and with each impression he removes resistance to buy and that's his process in taking the beautiful ladies and turning them into his slaves this is like something from glenn gary glenn ross and so right? always me, be closing yeah no, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it is, yeah. it's it's called the long con mm. and, and he's working that thing man and he works it well what do you th- i think he also did a good thing by coming to a town that was very dry in this department, yeah, yeah, you know, without what it, that charm, right? What this town lacked was a, Julian, a, a good-looking, yeah. attractive, yeah. single Lothario who could <laughs> yeah. burn a hot path through the center of town, and you know, he found a, a really. Uh, I I came to this town as a as a married man with well, two children. You still are married. With yeah, two children. still married. Still got two children. <laughs> It didn't stop. Nothing has changed. And <laughs> all efforts to the which, contrary notwithstanding. Which burnishes his reputation even more. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. It's a, it, that it's a bovina opera, which I hope someday to perform in the woods. Oh, my and God. It, yeah, the bovina opera. It's, it's going to follow on the bovina There could bovina be a bovina opera, but show. that wouldn't be it. Uh, well... We there are so do, many. We should, just, we should just re-lyricize Mozart's Don Giovanni. There's, exactly. so, <laughs> there's, so, there's so much more. Non contrai farfalone amoroso. Except I don't even know how to translate it out of Italian, let alone into English. But I think we could do one I about you. I think we could do that. Yeah. 
you know, let's work on that. There's much better juice than me. Oh, my God. I mean, it's amazing that you can wring this face oh. cloth out to get as much as you're trying to get <laughs> yeah. out. You just have nothing else to say. You have little faith. Um, there, there is just, I think, you know, it might not be a big pond, but it's a deep pond. Uh, and there's so much to dive into on that. What are we talking about now? Bavina? You. Oh, no. The, you, really? the deep, the, narrow the, pond. small, what, but deep you, pond. You want dark and cool. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, maybe we should we should change this up yeah, before yeah, I get ill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's happened before. You won't be the first. So today, um, today was a day that will probably not reside in infamy because nothing really happened. The sun came out after a cloudy, cold morning, um, and we experienced a bit of joy that you know does vitamin D going on through our skin. I didn't, and I didn't see any of it. It was a Sunday because you I, were doing your business. You know what? I camped out last night. I slept in a sleeping bag. You know, this is why nobody listens to this show. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, that, that's not, no, really, everybody. I slept so, in a sleeping bag. Who did you sleep I really with? You, should, this is you really needed to be there. Who was in your sleeping bag? <laughs> Nobody was in my sleeping bag. It's a mummy bag. It was a kiss. This is a kiss and tell moment. Nope. It's not like no. Nope. It was just me in my sleeping bag. But hey, no, that's a little bit interesting, isn't it? No, no, no. Really? <laughs> a sleeping bag. Uh, I really am. Oh I'm just. God. I'm just trying to drag it. I'm just trying to drag it away from the, uh, from okay. the path it was on. Uh, Julian, can you share with us maybe a a song that you learned recently that really floated your boat? Something that. You know, maybe touched your heart or tickled your imagination. I will play you a song that I played recently. Okay. Right. Um, I'm, I'm just moving my. He's thing. bringing his harmonica. This is the first out. time ever on it's, this show that anybody has done. Hang on. Every uh, time anything at all happens, it's uh, okay. Can you, I can get it. Okay. No, you got it. Wait. Do you need one mic down here and one mic up there? I don't think we should worry ourselves with that. Oh. This is going to but be that's a live, I've seen a live performance like on WIOX by the famous Julian Flesher, who is Fleischer, sitting at Fleischer. Fleischer, who is Fleischer. sitting, <laughs> who is sitting him. Who, you know, who cares? You're not related Somebody, to the butchers of, uh, the, the, no, because they've got, they, they've got a C. They do have a C. Sing no, the, the butchers of Kingston. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I said they have a C. They do, so you're I not. don't have a C. Why Before do you know? No, you know what? I think Fleischer's, the butchers doesn't have a C. Oh, you're right. They don't have a C. Like me, they don't, which is... Uh, it's but that was just an Ellis Island kind of like mistake, yeah? That's like someone guessing. Here we are, WIOX so, in the Catskills Live with wait, Julian without Eastern a C. Eastern European Fleischer. Jewish or German Jewish? Fleischer, well, that's very German. It is a German name, but, you know, it, as far back as we can go, we're either Ukrainian or Polish. So at some <sighs> point back in the day, you know, the lines were blurring and people were moving. Mm. But uh, means, my, my means, family has decided... means butcher, yeah? It means, yeah, butcher. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Butcher, man, Eskimos sing the song. Eskimos have 20 words for snow. Germans have 20 words for butcher. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us not hesitate or deny right. ourselves the I got joy my of name, Fleischer, from my father, Leon Fleischer, Amazing. who is a, a, famous a terrific pianist. Amazing. I've met him. Is he famous? Um, in the world of classical music, I would say he's, he's a Buddha. Wow. I've met him. I like him. Mm. Um, the story is, is a great one. There's a couple of Oscar-nominated documentaries about... Well, one Oscar-nominated and a couple of other documentaries about his life story. About your dad? Indeed. Well, you say it as if it's like... Uh, well, it's not about my dad. My dad well, said. my dad doesn't have uh, Oscar-nominated well, documentaries. Well, your father a great musician? Uh, but is it just Apple a musician or is there a whole life story thing as well? His story is an interesting one. You know, he, he rose very quickly. I, uh, 
Well, sing your song. Anyway, I sang this for him at his at his recent 89th birthday celebration, hey, which happened at a music festival in in Vermont, where he celebrated his 89th by conducting Mozart Jupiter Symphony. But on the first half of the program, he and I did a little Q and A with each other on stage and made music together. Sweet. And I sang him this song because it seemed somewhat appropriate to the occasion. That's life. That's what all people say. You're riding high in April and you are shot down in May. I think I'm going to change that tune. When I'm back on top in June, I said that's life. As funny as it may seem, some folks that get their kicks just starving on a dream. I don't let it, don't let it, don't let it, don't let it get me down. Cause this old world keeps spinning around I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet Pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out I know one thing Each time I find myself Flat on my face I just pick Myself up and get back in the race of life. I can't deny it. So many times I thought I quit, but my heart wouldn't buy it. If I thought it wasn't worth one single. Well, I'd roll myself up in a ball and a day. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out. And I know one thing, each time I find myself flat on my face, I just pick myself up and get back in the race well that's life that's life and I can't deny it no so many times I thought I'd quit but my heart wouldn't buy it if I thought it wasn't worth one single try well I would roll myself up in a great big ball and a die Mama This is the Evening Tickler live and local in the Catskill Mountains and if you don't believe it believe it you can call it country rock, roots music, or Americana. You can turn it up loud or you can bring it down low. And you can hear it right here on WIOX Monday night at 8. 
Hey, I'm John Madio, your host for Little Delaware Jamboree. You'll hear Jerry Jeff, Junior Brown, and Emmy Lou. You'll hear Willie, Whalen, and all three Hanks. So join in the Little Delaware Jamboree Monday night at 8, only on WIOX Community Radio, 91.3 FM and WIOXradio.org. WIOX is supported by the Catskill Mountain News, delivering news, features, arts, entertainment, and sports weekly since 1863. Available on newsstands by subscription or online at CatskillMountainNews.com. Catskill Mountain News, intensely local, uniquely personal. WIOX is supported by the Phoenicia Diner on Route 28 in Phoenicia. Open every day from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Now offering outdoor dining at the Lot Food Truck and Bar. Serving espresso drinks, summer cocktails, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every Friday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And Friday and Saturday nights from 5 to 10. More information at PhoeniciaDiner.com. He lost that. So this is the Evening Tickler. um, And we uh, are with Steve and Julian and Julian. And Julian and Julian. We, your and pronoun situation is very poetic. I'm I'm confused, uh, but you know, you're Steve. Uh, what happened? What you just witnessed was that a was a first. That was singing, a tickler first. Singing a song for his father on his 89th birthday as his father was performing at a music festival, and and uh, you know I don't know who invited who, but there's something remarkably beautiful and special about a son joining a father at at that age and the two of them sharing um with a lot of people their love for one another um i i think that this happens i think that it takes a very long time and if we're blessed to have a father that lives long enough our relationships do come together but only in the third phase of life um and i and i'm just projecting now well i've often remarked about my dad who's a very nice guy on top of being a genuine genius yeah. uh he's yeah. a very good father to have as an adult yeah. but not oh, but not that back was then. jerome by the way shaking it out <laughs> but not back but not back then well my parents divorced when i was very young so i just didn't ah. see much of it oh. oh yeah yeah he was out making his career like how young i i was five i think effectively so you, you, you don't remember them as a family you don't remember my memories of my parents marriage were not were brutal. Were brutal compared to their divorce. <laughs> yeah. So they were much better exes than they were uh, spouses. But what happened to all of us? It's just not all of them split up. Well, I think that was the decision they made. They decided that they were like, this is for brutal for everybody. To, yeah, you know, yeah, to, yeah. to witness a loveless, angry marriage right. or two people who are apart and civilized. Although, you know, listen. This and is, so, your did, did your mother basically raise you? Yes. And so when your father would come in and take you out to a bar and play the piano for you, and you would see the He's coins He's not falling. a cocktail pianist. <laughs> I'm, I'm, only, I'm only kidding. I wish, though. And this, one, of the, um, one of the beautiful things about my dad is that he's not snobby. I mean, he's a great classical pianist, but he admires all great musicians of, of all stripes. And, you know, I've said to him, like, after listening to him play, like, you know, Ravel's left-handed piano concerto for orchestra that's a, a truly staggering masterpiece and unplayably hard, can you just walk a bass line in E-flat so we could do a blues? And he's like, no. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? Um, you know, like the simplest exercise for a jazz musician for someone like him is completely out of Yeah, it's not know, part of his, his vocabulary. Yeah. Did he have a finger stretch between his thumb and his index to cover a full chord? Could he do that? Oh, like most 
pianists of his ilk. They have yeah. m- way more than an, an octave. Well, did he ever like take that and squeeze your head with it, <laughs> tell you to behave? <laughs> With his, I mean, they're strong. I just they're told strong. you his hand didn't work. Most but what? Well, yeah, no. Life. You said actually, you said that off. You said that off the air or whatever. So wait, the end of that story. So the beginning of that story is like he's amazing, and then at the peak of being amazing, he loses half of he, he loses yes. the use of one hand. Yes, at the peak of his young career, when he was sort of the the leading light of a of a, of a generation of young American pa- pianists who were busy sort of wrenching the classical music tradition away from the from the indulgences of the 19th century and trying to place them back into the hands of the composers in the 20th century right. led by a couple of great teachers pro- chief among them Arthur Schnabel the great uh the great um pianist in Europe who was teaching young people on the banks of Lake Como up until the war broke out uh-huh. their yeah. whole philosophy was get out of the way of the music the yeah. the the musician yeah. is not the star yeah. okay but but, so in the middle of all of this, his right hand froze up. Right, at the emotionally, height of a great career. for good, or you know, listen, I'm not in any position to tell you what what causes but it was pianist ne- hands. But I mean, yeah. now they call it vocal dystonia, which is a sort of a, a kind of like a mass tremens thing. But it, it yeah, yeah. it's a it's a, a nexus of of chemical problems that cause you know like uh, trumpet players their lips will freeze up. And, right, right, and, right. Is it like baseball players who can't throw the ball anymore? It's more complicated than that. But you it's know what I mean? That choking. happens to people. No, yeah. no, no. But it happens from for years and years and their yeah. career ends. Yeah, because there's they a kind of, you know, you know th- there's a kind of repetition that goes on. And you know, if you're a macho young idiot, then you're practicing 12 hours a day, which but is it's absurd. A f- it's a yeah. physiological thing or it's a psychological thing? Or you don't no, know? It's, it's probably well, physiological, but I in, think it's, it's all of the above. Uh, in... I just heard a... I heard a weird sound. Like a, a wolf howl. Yeah, a wolf howl. It might have been your dad um, <laughs> calling you out. I'm did, seeing him tomorrow. Did so did, did him falling from grace, from his perfect run Well, he didn't up, fall, though, did he? Is, did he fall? Did you recognize that as a point where he started to become a human with you? It started to become a little more accessible? And You're his, a storyteller. I like that, but yeah. no. But no. But wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, you know, but lo- was there looking a, for the crack. But here was there a the fall? So that, that, did that I bring mean, something crashing, uh, like a crashing end? Well, yeah. I mean, I think he became extremely depressed. I yeah, think yeah. that he was suicidal. My Certainly my parents' marriage fell apart. It's, it sounds like it's a the, doorbell. Yeah, it is the doorbell downstairs. It's the doorbell. Oh, but we're not dealing with that, are we? Uh, well, we're on... You're on the air. Yeah, no, we're not yeah, on the yeah, air. Yeah. We're having dinner. We're, oh, yeah, sorry. Right. right. But <clears> the um, the uh, WIOX wait step. That but, is probably but the wait. guy that... Why don't you go down it? Because okay. I think it's but, but the guy wait, wait, that wait, wait, uh, owns the station. Oh, really? Yeah, it's well, we Joe. Don't, we don't let Joe in. Go let him in. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to... But I'm interested. So did it stop then? Did what stop that? Like, did he get it back? Eventually, uh, incredibly, he did. Res- he did uh, recover the use of his uh, of most of his right hand. I need to see the yeah. documentary, don't I? There's a documentary. You can get it online. It's called Two Hands. Um, it's a it's a short. It's a beautiful story. I have to go and let Joe in. Let Joe in. I mean, you asked Come me in. the question. Don't. It, well, you people are running. A, a, this I mean, is a, what way is this to run a railroad? Well, it's perfect, <laughs> <laughs> and it's in perfection. Julian. Yes, sir. I, I have found because I. Um, have My mother's story is also very interesting. Because she must have taken a career. To she put herself through law school after the divorce. She raised two kids, go. put herself through University of Maryland Law School, graduated uh, top of her there class, became a civil rights attorney, worked for the state of Maryland her entire career, never spent a day in private practice, and caused the state of Maryland, where I was born and raised, to become one of the most advanced in uh, a number of different uh, wasn't arenas of civil oh. law. 
She was an extraordinary person. And yeah. when people say to me, boy, it must be something extraordinary to, <coughs> to be Leon Fleischer's son, and my response is now, if yeah. you're asking me that, it's because yeah. you never met my mother. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and well said, too. Don't you find that after my mother also has passed, and the life that she now lives in my heart and imagination is almost more real than when mm. she was alive, because there's that whole thing, mm. that artistic... Um, concept of being exiled from the source of what it is that you came from and, and certainly when a parent dies you're exiled and you tend to mm, over romance if you will but you think deeply and it becomes for the first time and, and, and this has been my experience all of the bumps and hard edges get knocked off in a way where you when you go into the story as you do well, you're just talking well, about it's just very funny that you say this because I, yesterday, for the first time in years, my mom died over five years ago, and for the first time in years, I wept for my mother. Yeah. I had a very I strange, heard. uncanny experience yeah. on the way up here from, from New York, and, I, and I, I began to bawl. But part of the reason why is because I do not romanticize my mother. If anything, what I do is I spend a lot of time remembering how difficult she was and how painful our relationship mm. was or could mm. be and suddenly on the way up here due to this very strange occurrence i i flipped that script and found myself weeping uncontrollably in a restaurant on route 17 in new jersey on your own well, i was here i was coming up with my friend who's uh, who i put on the bus a little while ago and so you're you so i don't romanticize my mother the way you just described but uh, what was it that triggered you to, for the first time since her death, to emotionally act out on do her you, memory? You guys are both up here full-time, so you don't drive much, but I come no, up here. No, 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 I come and go. Do you come on 17? Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Past Ikea and all that? Yeah, which restaurant? Okay. Oh, I, the, I fireplace? I <laughs> the fireplace? The fireplace. You ever been to the fireplace? I've place? never been in it, but I've seen it. Okay, the place it's on, on your right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. right after Paramus, and <laughs> it's actually kind of an amazing restaurant. Um, it's, well, it's like, old, yeah. It's old, but it's like beach fair. Like there's a counter, and you order your food, and it's all like burgers. Or in the morning, it's omelets, and they you bring you bring your own food to your table. Anyway, I was sitting there with my my dear friend Amakai, a rabbi in New York, who'd come up to spend a couple of days with me. And really, these stories are so. Um, and around baroque. the corner from our from where we were sitting, a little old lady came with a walker, um, and. When my mother died of, of breast cancer at 77, she was not a little old lady by those, you know, sort of standard, you know, definitions. So this woman didn't resemble my mother, but her hair, her silver hair was cut exactly the way my mother's was cut. And there was something about the way she was holding herself and sort of looking, you know, her chin was down, but her eyes were up. And she was kind of navigating this space with this walker towards where I was sitting and somehow, for reasons I really don't think I can explain, I was struck like thunderstruck by how much I missed my mother. The sight mm -hmm. of this... My mother was a very powerful person. The, her eulogy was delivered by the former uh, Chief Justice of the Maryland State Court of Appeals, and he compared her to Zorba the Greek and Don Quixote in the eulogy. So you can just imagine what the sorts of things they would say about her off stage. You know, she was a very formidable yeah. person yeah. and I understate that yeah. a genius truly brilliant yeah. a truly great mind um, but also fueled a lot of the time by, by rage a, a kind of often mm. justified you know she was a civil attorney mm. as I told you and something about this woman reminded me of my mother's 
profound vulnerability, smallness, weakness. And weakness was something my mother would not countenance in herself or other people. And so watching her come around the corner and her silver hair just kicked open a door in a way that, you know, we can never predict. You just burst into tears? Over my burger. Over your Reuben. Thank God I was there with a friend of mine who's, you know, basically (laughs) paid to help people grieve. Um, yeah, handy that you were the rabbi. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, and I just, I couldn't eat. I had to yeah. excuse myself. I was well, gulping for air. I haven't cried like this in years. I, haven't, I can't remember the last time I cried for the memory of my mother. And something about this woman. And then, before it was over, I went to her. You went to the, you, you went to the very confused woman who wondered why. She wasn't confused. Did you scare her? Well, yes. She Fri- was sitting there with her son, who couldn't have been any younger or older than I am. And I said, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt your, your, your meal. I just wanted to say, when I saw you come around the corner, you made me think very powerfully of my mother. And I thank you for that. And I just wanted to wish you a very good day. I, what did she say? She said, thank you so much. Well, of course, I guess did you she would. Did you ask her to pay for your hamburger <laughs> that was ruined no, her because Her son of your said tears? to me, like, where are you from? And we actually started to chat a little bit. And I think they got right away what I was going through in some weird way. I mean, I didn't say, you you know, I didn't talk about my mother's being dead or having been ill or any of that. It's just I just felt a need to connect to her. It's, hey, you definitely gave them a so, moment. You know, they went home that night and talked. They were like, "That was a bit weird." Oh, I want They totally went home and yeah, talked. I want to. They're going to talk about it for years to come. Yeah. Here's an idea I'd like to float uh, over. On my house, by the way, here in Bovina, is a yeah. result of my mother's generosity. She Lovely. bought it for you. Well, no, when her mother died, and her mother was a was really terrible person. Um, my mother was the recipient of that entire yeah. state, such as it was, but but renounced a part of it to me, me and my sister. And from that small pocket of cash, I've well, got the down payment. Well, mazel tov. If not for you, Grandma, we wouldn't be sitting here with this amazing And also for Mom. for Mom. Now, you said that your mother, because of her work and because of her temperament and life experiences, had a lot of rage in her. And she hid her vulnerability. And I, I understand this because I had a mother very much like that. And I find that where you have one extreme... And um, for people, for women that that do live big lives and um, in certain ways are forced to behave and hide other sides, that there there is an equal and opposite equivalent. And that that is for me now, three years after my mother has died. And she was she was a pretty rageful woman where my tears come up, hmm. that she was so vulnerable that she had to put up this pretense. And it worked because she needed to be strong and she needed to, she had six kids and, you know, for most of it there was no money in the house. And she had, and my father was always away. And um, and so she had, she was forced by circumstances to be turned into this. And yet it was a defense against, you know, um, or a scaffolding. That, that stood against all of her tenderness and all of the romantic ideals that she was never able to walk into. She didn't have the privilege. She didn't have the time or the money. And that's where I, when I cry, I, I cry with a regret that she gave me the opportunity to be that sensitive person and to explore all of this when she just had to do the work. And, you know, it sounds a little bit like your mother did the work. Amen, brother. Yeah. Our mothers do the work. And, you know, um, it's a it's a heavy load. Um, I try to tell my daughters that that's their job in life. You wake up and you do the work. 
and um, and sometimes the only person that recognizes that is you. My parents have a, both of them have an extraordinary work ethic that I do not have. <laughs> <laughs> I have decided the only thing I want most in this life is to not work anymore. Um, How you doing? Uh, you know the you problem is money. Yeah, the problem is it's yeah. a terrible thing to need money. Yeah, the man. The man requires it. But you've got this beautiful little place in Bovina, and it's, I would hope, is debt-free. So if, if everything... it's not debt-free, you mean <laughs> other than my mortgage? Uh, oh, I thought that maybe, like, you inherited... No, what I'm saying to... is that what I inherited from my grandmother via my mother wasn't enough to buy a parking space in New York. So I, <laughs> right. I came up to the Catskills where I had spent some time with a previous boyfriend and enjoyed it very much yeah, and yeah. thought, well, either I'm going to put this money into a house or I will fritter it away. So yeah, wait, yeah. so... <laughs> so you used to come up here before you used to come actually to Bovina? No, no, to Green County, uh, to uh, what's it called? The Emerald Isle over there. What do they call it? Uh, uh, East Durham. I've never been. Nobody's heard of that. So, so but, but you, uh, <laughs> but, but you it never developed. So, how did you roam over in this? In uh, you know, this it's direction? very, it's very simple. I, I had. I knew what my what my uh, my financial like possibilities were. I you came because it was cheap. Yeah, I couldn't afford anything more than one hundred and forty thousand dollars. If you'd gone, to si- if you'd gone to Sydney Center, you, you would have been you would have been the prince that I you know, want to be, living a baronial lifestyle. Yeah, totally. On the you, you could be the Walton, squire of Sydney Center. But I'd be beating off meth addicts <laughs> with a stick. Hey, you just be, you just <laughs> beating off more than you already are. That guy is from Walton, by the way. That oh, really? Yeah, picture. looks um, like. It. No, I literally I drew a circle around the city, one hundred and fifty miles in diameter, and I. I'd looked on that circle for where the cheapest property was. And I'd it was never Bovina. heard of Bovina. Never heard of it. And Who's it was, heard of Bovina? And it was that one piece up the end of Fox Road. Loof, Liv, Fo- uh, don't, let's not tell the people precisely where I live. Oh, really? You think they're going to come looking? Sexy people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's actually the second house that uh, I was shown by Dave Jalkower of. Uh, yes. Of of um, Carol and Dave. Carol and Dave. Oh, we should, uh, now we're going to have Carol on the show soon. Uh, oh, are you really? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, boy. Yeah, we can keep yeah. the bourbon. Um, you're going to need it. Um, <laughs> uh, and he showed me the house, and it didn't look a thing like what it looks like now, because I've been there 12 years, and I have every year I've really spent time and money trying to improve it. And yeah. honestly, it's for all intents and purposes, it was the first house he showed me, and I just said, I'll take it. Mm. You know what's interesting? I, I think that for the all price of, of what most people consider story. a down payment on yeah, an but apartment, that's, in that's New York. kind of what I paid for my first seven acres in this little shell of a log cabin. And every year, coming up on the weekends, I do a little bit more. Um, you buy a little bit more too. Yeah, you've expanded a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I well, buy one a must. Bit if more. something comes up, Why? that's contiguous. You no, have to buy yeah, it. I don't think Absolutely. so. Yeah, no, all right. Yeah, no, that, that appears the, to be the American way. But that, yeah, well, that, that's, that's not the American way. It's a disease. Let's just yeah, call it's it. the American well, disease. That's the same thing. It's yeah. a, the yeah. American way is a disease. Yeah, and I think we are. should note to people who are listening to this later as a Beware. podcast that this is the day after what happened in, in Charlottesville, Virginia, has happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So most people are probably listening to this after the fact. But I mean, we are we are living in a very ugly American We time. do live in a very strange But what time. does that have to do with buying more real estate? He was just saying it's the because, American way, and you were saying it's a disease, and I was the, saying it's the same thing. Okay, because I see the connection. The American way the is a disease. I just want to remind everybody that, uh, again, tonight, there are three men at this table who are their parents' worst nightmares. But the rapacious, the my rapacious urge. Me, and my father does, too. Well, that doesn't I'm have anything. I'm nobody's nightmare, believe it or not, except one wait, dude are you an only child? named James. <laughs> are you <laughs> an only <laughs> But that yeah. was his point. Are you, yeah. are you an only child? No, I have an older sister, um, uh-huh. my beloved sister Paula, who lives in California, and then uh-huh. I have three older half siblings from my father's first marriage. Uh, oh, your dad was married before your one. Before my mother, he was married, f- and then after again. Yeah? And now he has his third wife, uh, Kathy, is really, I think, the love of his life. They've been married for thirty plus years. 
36 or 7 years or something like that. Yeah, there's hope for us all. Yeah, there's hope. Oh, there, there's the third hope marriage still... is just a good start. Maybe there's another one in him. He's a very charismatic dude. He is. I met him at Russell's, and he, he really, yeah. uh, he's got stage presence. And he will break your heart. But there's still hope playing. for all of us to have the love, loves of our lives. Yeah? Well, it's listen, happened. you know, some of us are, are you know, no, I'm talking embarrassment about, of riches. I'm talking about the loves of our lives. I'm not talking about what You know, is one here. of these women might be the denier. I know. Uh, <laughs> highly unlikely. You know that his script is written, and he's after this, after the tickler is over, no. he's going to go out and do something. That must tickler. be the secret. The secret is purloined. It's the purloined letter. It's in plain sight. You call yourself the tickler. That explains it all. Here, no, here. no, no, no. Steve's the tickler. It's a strata. Um, we... uh, it's Julian Tickler. I read the promotions. <laughs> right. I am the bovina farmer. Let's, I mean, uh, tickler is like a Victorian term for a dildo, right? Is I, it? Is it? Oh, is it? Why, oh. I never <laughs> fan me with my pearls. What are you talking about? Who do you the, think you're kidding? This guy. What a bullshit artist. No, no, you must be... <laughs> Julian the Tickler. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. wait. Did you just call him a dildo? No, no, he called himself a dildo. A dildo. Oh, yes, right. I guess he, he did call me a dildo. Well, I'm not calling I'm a you a dildo. One, I'm saying it's removed. tickler, like a French tickler. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. a well, yeah, but he said Julian tickler. It's, like it's like a romantic Victorian term. It really is an intellectual concept rather than a physical concept. But I I will defer to you, Julian, the artist singer, that. Um, Julian, the uh, paramour of the Catskills, <laughs> does have certain tickling tricks, that, and he does seduce the world. Nobody of is looking women. to tickle anything. I, yeah, tickle. I'm, a, I'm a complete. No, I'm a complete you, believer in the in the giant fairy tale. Aren't you? Aren't you looking for the big fairy tale? The big fairy tale. I'd looking, settle for a big for fairy. The big fairy <laughs> <laughs> You are looking uh, at no. You're looking. We, you're looking for the big love. Yeah? I'm up to the lab I, I think and see that, uh, what's on the slab. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to have Julian explain himself. Uh, the fairy tale. What? What do you mean? No, I'm saying we're like all this talk tale. of like t- the tickling or whatever. Like what we're looking for is a little bit of like messing around on the fringes or whatever. I'm That's not a, saying absolutely that. Absolutely not true you, at all. You're the one who named yourself tickler. Uh, no, yeah, but I wasn't thinking of that when I named the show that, or when we oh, named the show Oh, weren't you, that. though? No, I wasn't. Not even subconsciously. Unconsciously. No. Well, you can't speak to the unconscious. It just leaks out. But come on. There, There's there a lot no of leaking on the show, of, you guys. At our age, to be looking for the fairy tale is a fairy tale. It's just at our age. Mark. I'm Absolutely. not as old as either of you. So yeah, no, you yeah, save there that. are all kinds of ages going on here. Of course, we're looking for the fairy tale. Excuse me. Look at my skin; it's flawless. <laughs> but the fairy, the fairy tale will never get you to the point where you will be living a life. Can I plug my show? No, that's, we go? Com- that's Can I just plug my goddamn show. No, 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 you <laughs> cannot keep this. <laughs> keep talking until we run out of time. I um, want to plug my show. What is the show? Tell us what have anything to do with a fairy tale. Yes. Okay, plug your show. My show is called The Naked American Songbook. And it, it, after it airs, like your show, it then it podcasts. It comes from WNYC Studios in beautiful New York City. It is a chat and music show where I dare to ask the question, what makes the Great American Songbook so goddamn great? And I do so by asking other people who love this catalog, which, by the way, is about 100 years' worth of songs, what songs matter most to them and why. And we talk about, you know, the stories of those songs as they pertain to these people's Sweet. lives. Does it go out live, live, live first of all? It does not go out live. It, go, it streams off the uh, off their streaming channel, the Jonathan Channel, named for Jonathan Schwartz, yeah, the Jonathan. legendary DJ who is my Would boss. you like to sing us a song from the Great American Song? I just to, did. To close out the... No, I want to keep plugging my show. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure that can people you, get, can, get can it as a podcast. Can you plug it in song? 
Um, I just it. sang a song. I uh, no, sing another one. And come on, because mm. we want. Okay, we want say something else about. It. Okay, yeah, look, sing a it song about it. it. He, he didn't I take a whole lot of persuasion. Did a dog, a pickup truck, yeah. a train, a, a bottle of beer that got warm. I'm something. Trying to get to my. Great American. Okay, okay here it is. Uh, the evening tickler. Okay, we've got here's Julian. the thing. Everybody has to understand. I'm not warmed up. The songs actually they take a little bit of vocal work. I don't want. I'm not apologizing for my work. Yeah, yeah. He's he, like pre- preempting his failure. You are turning into I'm also a denier too. Terrible. We've, we've, we've what are you doing enough. with that thing? We have I'm heard to way too many deniers tonight. It's time just to belt it out. I know. What an hour of just pure denial on everybody's part. Is this a sing-along? The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. Thinking about tomorrow clears away the cobwebs and the sorrow until there's none. When I'm stuck with a day that's gray and lonely, just take up my chin and grin and say, oh, the sun will come out tomorrow. So you gotta hang on till tomorrow Come with me Hey, tomorrow, tomorrow I love you tomorrow You're only a day away That is what bourbon and a lifetime of yeah. satisfaction. Did you smoke a lot when you were voice. younger or whatever? That's what marvelous. Was that? <laughs> that was that was extraordinary. Um, smoke rarely, a lot of what? Where, no, rarely no, on the no. tickler have we witnessed this sort of thing. And this is the tickler with, with Julian and Julian. And um, we hope that you've enjoyed his dinner as much as we have. There's been a lot of emotional eating. Wait. Uh, <laughs> there, there's been a lot of uh, the funny, silly denial that's gone on. It's been three guys, which is refreshing. Guys. Yeah. You know what? Well, we haven't had any, we guys, haven't had any women on guy. in a little while. Well, that's, yep. that's okay because there will, there oh, will always attacked. be women. Oh. <laughs> and... Um, and the best part is that the captain has just walked in. Who's the captain? The captain is like this, what, this what unmistakable gentleman right who's yep. just entered the room. Yeah, uh, he might be the oldest uh, live performer on WIOX in the Catskills. He knows the ropes. He's the guy that that kind of whispers to me all of the time over the shoulder. The mics are still on. <laughs> right, Every which should be like the guy. that should be the tagline for the bar, for the Democratic <laughs> Party. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, thank oh. you and goodbye. It didn't happen in Montana, didn't happen in Havana, didn't happen in Atlanta, GA. It's happened in Monterey. Long time ago, it happened to happen in Monterey, Mexico. Stars and steel guitars and luscious lips as red as wine.